0: Yo, welcome to G and Q Review, where we review the best TV and film the world has to offer, and sometimes some other stuff too. Three, two, one. Hey, we back. G and Review. What's going on, Greg? What is going on, Quinn? Uh. What's up? Well, we got a, a lot to talk
1: about today, so why don't we just
0: dive in?
1: Dive in. Last time uh, we met, um, well, well, in between last time we met and this time, so what happened?
0: There's no there's no in-between time. If you're hearing this right now,
1: it's the, it's the G&Q review double, double feature <laughs> for the Oscars. You, so just, you can listen to both the father review and this podcast, which... Is a little bit special because what are we doing? We're not just doing a movie, Quinn. What else are we uh, discussing? Well, a few days ago, the biggest event of the year,
0: Grant. Biggest, you can't, you can't miss it. If you're, if you're somebody, you're, you're there. Uh, the Academy Awards <laughs> like, happened.
1: <laughs> the Sorry, Academy I, Awards, the Oscars. <laughs> oh, I didn't know if you meant like, are you actually there? <laughs> Or are you watching at home? Like, if you're somebody, aren't you... You're there, you then, might right? be there.
0: Actually, a lot of people who were somebodies were not there. They were also, okay. you know, like us at home. But, yeah, Academy Awards 2021, uh, right off the bat, Grant. what? Tell me, what have you heard? What are, what are your... You Obviously, we didn't watch it. <laughs> we didn't watch
1: it, and going into it, well... Um, you'll hear the doubleheader, but like we ended last week with um, kind of hopes of mine, you know. And I'm pretty sure I said, I really hope, I really hope, really no end land does not win the best picture. Because I, we've watched how many movies have we watched at this point, Quinn? We've watched Mank Minari, The picture? father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mank Mamari, the father. And then we just watched another one, That's the father Chicago seven.
0: Five one, out of two, the three. Eight.
1: No, nine. No. Oh, and we watched Nomadland. Eight, yeah. yes. Yeah, five out of the eight. So we just haven't seen three. Judas and the Black Messiah, Promising you and Sabbath I think metal. I would argue that every single one I've <laughs> seen so <laughs> was far better. was better. And I knew, like, I just... It, I didn't want to see it, Quinn, but guess what? What What won the best picture?
0: Well, Nomadland won. one. Hooray. Uh, um and the director, Chloe Zhao, Chloe Zhao. Uh, she also won Best Director, which may, and yeah, I don't know. She, what she reading something else? What else did we win? And the actress oh, Frances McDormand she won also won. This I was actress. thinking about with the, the director award. That one makes sense. Uh because we kind of talked about this when we reviewed the movie, like half those people in there are not actors. They're not actresses. Mm-hmm. You got the one main woman who's, you know, carrying the the movie, but everyone else is like a real person. And I bet it would have been difficult to uh, produce a a film, a feature-length film with people that have never acted. I mean, they live in they live in a van. <laughs> That's like the last thing on their mind is like trying to act Get their for, lines right yeah. yeah some sort of Hollywood production and it seems yeah weird, and right? I'm
1: sure it's it's like probably harder to um make uh, the movie felt very documentary and that was actually probably my biggest problem with it but you know it probably takes some skill and I guess you can see that as some originality. Um, from Chloe, but but just you know, boring,
0: man. Right?
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't boring. I think it was. It, fake. Was, it was fake, and it was like a, it felt like an industry plant to me, almost like the why pandemic is this film. Be- what? Yeah, why this film? Like, did this film? Do you even do you ever think about this film? Like i don't know man i thought this was the worst by the bunch by like a good sizable margin i didn't think it was that emotionally gripping um i was wildly taken out of the movie just knowing that Frances uh mcdormand was was fake and <laughs> it was had fabulous. the script and they're trying to get you to feel and understand for this group of people but she's acting you know and you
0: want the you want the Bob Wells remember. cheap RV living documentary,
1: yeah? Or like the sixteen minute documentary that they already made <laughs> that they
0: already made. Yeah, we still haven't checked camper
1: that out Camper Town but. or what, camp Camper Camper Camper
0: Town Camper City Camper, camper Life camper, camper something. Yeah, but yeah. So that one, Best Picture, and are you aware of any of the controversy around the Oscars? No. no. You didn't hear about know. the controversy? Oh, well, let me let me tell you there, Grant. Uh no! In the Oscars this year, what do they what do they usually end with, Grant? The best picture. The best picture. That's the 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 most uh, the highest the award renowned. they give at the end yeah. of the night to the best picture. But they didn't do that this time.
1: You know what? You know what they did instead. They ended with uh, the best sound. (laughs) best sound. (laughs) They said, like sound of metal, here you
0: go, best sound. Good night. Night. Thanks for watching. (laughs) Oh, no, no. They ended the night with the best actor award because I wasn't even aware of this going into the... uh, winners, you know, when I was looking up things, but Ch- Chadwick Boseman was nominated for best actor in moraney's Black Bottom, which was his last feature length film before he passed
1: away. Were they really banking on? <laughs> it's a bad move. Right.
0: There. Well, first of all, the movie, no, I mean, I haven't seen the movie, but I, I, I didn't even know. You haven't seen Ma Rainey's No, Black I haven't Island? seen that. But the, the series of award shows prior to the Oscars, he won Best Actor in all of them. And kind of like with the Nomadland trend, it was kind of expected or there was at least a chance that he could uh,
1: obtain that award. Unless you Oscars. saw the father, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then you would be like, Oh, Anthony Gavins is gonna win because that's what we called last <laughs> we week. We said that we're like, Oh, it's he's a, a shoeing
0: dude. I, yeah, you, it doesn't really get better than that. Uh, he's 83, exactly. It's remarkable. So, a lot of angry Twitter users, a lot of uh, uh, uh outrage. I can imagine
1: oh. the old white man wins. Uh-huh. The Who's dead black before? dude. Yeah. Didn't get it. Okay, first <laughs> of all, Oscar's really dumb for changing the order. Um, yeah. because then they, risked <laughs> they played <this> themselves. <laughs> they played themselves. And uh two, I'm really, you know, maybe this is insensitive, I'm not a huge fan of giving someone an award because they died from accident. Well, from I cancer. Mean, they could be in, yeah, I know, yeah, from like an, I know, like an accident, <laughs> yeah. life accident. Okay. So I was like a, I don't know what word I was looking for, but. it um, tragedy or it just. Tragedy, yeah. exactly. But it's an award show. I think they could have done something really cool with a moment of silence or an homage unrelated to the award giving mm-hmm. because we lost a very talented actor in the film industry but why are you tying it to the award process
0: yeah, i don't know is that were, insensitive to say no 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 i think that's the majority of people you just kind of get uh some some twitter outcry yeah i think you know i'm a little bit uh hypocritical i haven't seen marini's black bottom but i'm gambling and i'm saying if you watched both of those movies and had to pick one i think it would be an easy choice uh in terms of acting, acting i usually don't even think about like people win best actor and i go oh yeah i guess he, that movie was good and he was good in it but with the father it was a very specific type of acting
1: that's it was almost like a one-man play in a way you know like yeah. it was the whole movie. Was dialogue and balanced on anthony hopkins acting job if he was off or it was weird it would have been a bad movie Mm -hmm. like the he and since it was based on a play i think you know that also helped because that you're not using special effects or anything to to propel the movie and the plot didn't even really matter it's like just dialogue and emotion and uh anthony hopkins fucking
0: they held it. it. Unfortunately, he wasn't even there at the award show. So um, when they announced that he won the award, they, they said the Academy Award accepts this award on behalf of him. And then they said goodnight. So he was at home. And backstory, more on that is, I guess the Oscars were really anti-Zoom this year. They did not want to deal with any teleconferencing People Zooming in, it was uh, very, I don't know, schmoozy, schmoozy, it's just very, you got to be there. We're going to do everything we can to have people there, whether it means social distancing or a certain amount of people in the room at a time. No do you know zoom. if he was
1: the only winner that was not present? I'm guessing not. I'm guessing there were other people that weren't there.
0: But yeah. I don't know for sure. So, but actually, I mean, and if you looked at the viewership too, lowest ratings of all time. So, yeah. usually, I mean, for the past 20, 30 years, they've hit like 50 million people. Uh, I think it's, I don't know, second, third biggest show compared to like the like Super Bowl being number Bowl. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, And this year was like less than 10 million. Uh, I think they said like dropped 58% from last year or something.
1: Just incredibly low. I think, and it's not just, I think COVID. I don't think a lot of people watched these films. I don't know if they were bad. Like I, you know, you'll, you'll hear it from the podcast right before this, but um, I mean, I watched the father with my Parents, it, and they didn't even hear. I haven't heard of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't think a lot of people have heard of the father. I don't think anyone has heard of Mank. <laughs> no. um, I haven't heard anyone talk about the trial of the Chicago Seven. Um, I've see- did. Have you heard anyone talk about Minari? I saw one poster for it while I was in Santa Monica. I said, "Oh, there's a picture of
0: Minari." I don't know. Oh, it was my. like the movie poster. I said, "Oh, mm-hmm. there." Maybe they played it there. Um, some outdoor showing or maybe there was an indoor showing and i'm not sure uh i think i've seen ads for sound of metal and i feel like i've seen
1: i've seen ads for nomadland
0: yeah that's just been in the media a bit more but if we didn't do this podcast i don't think i would have watched any of them (laughs) so
1: no i don't think i would either and i mean a uh, argument is like you know, the whole movie, maybe a lot of people consume their movies at the theater. You know, I never did that much. I would watch a movie like, I mean, how often would you go to a theater in a year? I'd say like three to four times. Yeah, around I go more than four, you know?
0: Yeah, it would have to be a, a movie I really wanted to see. I just can't. Usually I can just wait.
1: You know, you wait until it's available, yeah. but. But that's not the cinematic experience. Actually, the. Year that I probably saw the most movies was when I was um, watching Studio Ghibli. They have Ghibli Fest every year usually at at partnering theaters um, where they will show Studio Ghibli films by Miyazaki um, on the big screen. And it's, uh, you know, you get his films are very world-esque. You get enveloped in the world. So I think... There's an argument, you know, for any movie, really, but these especially that they're much better on the big screen. Is that like
0: a weekend of you just binging films? No,
1: every month they have one film. Oh, Like Pretty much the whole year. So every month we would just go with like four or five people. We would watch it and. uh, Same prices. About even cheaper. I think like (laughs) seven, ten dollars. Gotcha. And you get like that nice reclined seats, you know, you get some popcorn, maybe you watch, you just go in the back and watch, you know, Kiki's delivery service. I've never seen that, you know, and a lot of them I had not seen. And then I got to see them in theater, um, in the theater. So that was probably when I, I was most in it. I, I had a regular, I was watching a movie in the theater once a month, pretty regularly. Um, yeah. The a lot other thing. Didn't, um. Happened. This that I used to do is like a Cleveland Film Fest, and this is the second year they've had it virtually, and it's just not the same. Like no, just... that's the only reason why I thought of it is you said, "Oh, did you binge them all?" And like the Cleveland Film Fest, you're there, you're in Tower City, and you watch like three films a day, like in a day, and you try to do that at home, like they're available. <laughs> But like, I got, there's not the energy, the bargain, yeah, chores to do. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, hard to watch three movies in a row.
0: Yeah, I, I think this trend unfortunately might continue for a bit longer with restrictions. Um, uh, because it's a it's a trickling effect. I mean, the stuff you're watching today was shot probably over a year ago. And it will continue like that until, I don't know, things are more open. Uh, Maybe, maybe they're doing better now. It's tough to say.
1: You know, I wonder, it's interesting to think because all these films, like, that were nominated, like, they weren't really watched in a true cinematic, like, art form. Like, you... Would never have been able to watch any of the or all of these in the theater, so I feel like that could potentially be an influence. Like, if you talk to film geeks, they're like, True cinema is fucking in the theater, that is part of the art form you're in the theater. So, does this Oscars really even count, Quinn? If they weren't, cons- you know, like nice. they weren't,
0: I, I mean, Tenet won something
1: that was in the I theater. know I saw that for a little bit. Uh,
0: sure, some other things have come and gone, but yeah, it's been pretty. Probably every single film has teamed up with some sort of service streaming provider
1: and like $20 to rent. <laughs> $20 to rent, you better like it. I didn't rent them, I knew someone you knew
0: you're in the industry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're in the industry, yeah.
1: What do we, remember that uh, nineteen seventeen last year we watched it and we both got like the Oscars cut? That's right. They sent it to our house and you know, they didn't <laughs> yeah, want us to to reproduce
0: to to redistribute redistribute it. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were we were pretty good with that. Yeah. Now I'm looking at. I don't think there's anything really left to talk about. Best animated uh, picture, or anim- I
1: would say. I would say out of the ones we watched, let's do a little mini GQ review. Okay. Um Soul. Best picture. No, I'm just <laughs> best picture out of the ones we watched, what was the one you liked the most? Um
0: I mean, I could probably rank them for you, right? <laughs> Ooh, this might uh be a little Ooh, spoiler yeah. into our upcoming review, but I'd throw the father, number one. Okay. I would throw... Oh, this is tough. Mank, Minari, Nomadland, the Trial of the Chicago 7. You know what? I'm going to have to put Mank last, <laughs> unfortunately, for you, Grant. Uh, oh, yeah. And like Minari, Land, and Trial of the Chicago 7. I'm going to just group them all and put them as
1: number two. Okay. Yeah, I would go... I don't know. I really liked... I really liked The Trial of Chicago side. So. Um, <laughs> I think I'd have to tie that with The Father and then Mank, Minari, No Wetland. So you're,
0: Okay. A little bit different. No Madland at the bottom, though, for you. Nomadland Every Everything else was better. Everything else was better.
1: Everything else was better. Um. Huh. You want to get into yeah. it? Yeah, let's just get into yeah. it. I think we just did a we did a little spoilers, yeah, right? Grant, and Trial of I, Chicago Seven. Yeah, but I, you know, how do you think I liked it? Like, I think once you, would you think I enjoyed this? Yes,
0: something? because uh, it gave me very strong vibes of something like Spotlight. Yep. I watched Spotlight, and I knew you were really so, yeah, into I that. Can... Which one? Sorry. Zodiac? Zodiac. Uh, there might have been one or two more. But yeah, I think this was, was was something you would enjoy. And I think I'm continuing my trend where it was like, ah, Trial of Chicago 7. They take these interesting events in history that people don't really know that much about. I didn't know much about it. I didn't know much at all. And it just felt... Like, there's too much Hollywood put into it. Like there are a few scenes, and I wrote them down. That you know they they didn't happen in real life, and they put them in these these films as like dramatic elements, and either
1: Quinn's th- gonna ruin the film for me. <laughs>
0: exactly. You're like, what? That didn't really happen. I swear to God, it's. <laughs> All right they either kind of distort the timelines a bit where like that kind of happened, but it happened like a year later, but they shifted earlier. So it makes more sense or it's more entertaining and dramatic, or it's just things that didn't happen. Didn't happen. Um. I mean, right off the bat, uh, this is more of a spoiler uh, at the very end of the movie. The movie ends in like the most Hollywood Dramatic fashion ever, where you got uh, what's his name? Tom Hayden. Tom Hayden. I was gonna say, I was like, it's not Tom Hardy, Tom Hayden, and he reads like the names of every single fallen soldier since the start of the trial in like a
1: which is 5,000 names
0: defiance <laughs> to the judge, like keep it brief, mm-hmm. non political. Like, that did not happen (laughs) that's that's a complete fabrication (laughs) yeah i i read that too uh and i don't feel like they needed to do that i i think a lot of these there's so much truth in some of the other parts of like um you, uh, you have abby and and jerry and they're like effing with the judge all the time you know they actually did wear the the judge's robes to like trial one day like that shit's real and some of just the talking back and and the little jabs like all that stuff is i think pretty accurate from my research
1: um bobby Seale being gagged was very real too that was Uh,
0: very real but They underdid it, didn't they? I'm not sure if they underdid it, but in the movie, he gets gagged and kind of handcuffed to the chair because in the movie, Fred Hampton is killed. And that's like his response the next day. He's a lot more like vocal with the judge. And he's like yelling about blah, blah, Fred Hampton. He was murdered. And he's screaming. But... Actually, the the gagging happened uh, prior to Fred Hampton being killed. Okay, like I don't know, several months beforehand. So I don't I, I don't know how it I got read up to that.
1: That he was gagged for much longer. It was like a whole day or something.
0: Oh, before they, yeah, they weren't. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that Schultz guy, the prosecutor, oh, yeah. I don't think he was. They kind of portrayed him as like a compassionate dude. A little compassionate. Yeah, like he's playing, he's the lawyer for the enemy, but, you know, he's he's a real dude at the end. He has some morals. But I don't, I think he was just like the prosecutor. (laughs) uh,
1: Well, I don't know how a mistrial works. Does, can, can the judge just declare a mistrial without the prosecution or the defense requesting it? I think so. I think if at any point the, well, isn't a mistrial against the judge though, you're like saying like <laughs> I think it just means it's
0: invalid. Um you know, there there isn't a, a judgment and everything that's been said and done like doesn't count and you just have to redo it. Um Yeah, that was pretty fucked up. Because of oh, I guess it can occur for many reasons. Death of a juror or attorney. Yeah, I guess if your lawyer died, that would be bad. I mean, that, you wouldn't want to continue with, you're the new guy. Um, so I guess that can happen for a variety of reasons. And yeah. yeah, I mean, he was the eighth guy too. He wasn't even part of it.
1: Yeah. It's the Chicago eight. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I just to give a little bit of background, because I usually do this before, this is surrounding uh, these riots in 1968 uh, around the Democratic National Convention building in Chicago. And um, there were protests and then riots, and then seven people were um, charged with, what was it, conspiracy? Yeah, I think there were conspiracy um, charges, um, and then there were just
0: general... Think riot charges, well, like destruction yeah, of a property riot. or something. Yeah. yeah. So yeah.
1: So, but I'm I'm sensing you liked it, Grant. I really liked it. Um, I, I thought that dialogue was incredible, and I thought, unlike Mank, you didn't really need to know anything coming in. Um, thought they did a very good job at. It was self... What did you call it? Self-contained. Self-contained. Yeah. I, thought I, self-contained. I think I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Mank you kind of had to know the significance. This was very self-contained. Um, and it tells a story. And I really liked because the whole beginning, the first maybe 20 minutes, they're like leading up to the riots. And then they never show any of them. And then they just start the trial. And you're like, wait, what's, what's what going to happen? And they showed with like the witnesses so every single time a witness would talk it would kind of like flash you back to what was happening and i thought that was a really good film technique um to tell this story and like my favorite part it was probably the climax is when uh schultz right that's the defendant's lawyers yeah the lawyer yeah he was they were all um this was like they weren't at court they were at um what they call it? Conspiracy center or something. The conspiracy center or yeah, conspiracy folks. corner. Yeah. Um, But this was like in between days, you know, um, of court and Schultz had found, you know, the tape, it was released of Tom Hayden, like a vocal evidence of him, like starting the riot. Yeah. And that whole segment of uh, that sequence of that playing out, I just thought was so good. Like um, when he's
0: fake, like responding to the when the when his lawyer is like, all right, let's see how you would respond.
1: Yeah, to this. Yeah, but then they're like, you know, like you started the rights, and then and during that time, you're like, dude, Tom Hayden like, uh, I was thinking, like, dude, fuck this guy, because like he's he got everyone to go out, and then they invaded, they got up to the bridge, and no one knew what was really happening, and there was like the whole National Guard, and Schultz the whole time was like you know you know the the music was going on and schultz was like and you led them do you did they have any idea what you were leading them to and it's just like then it shows like the whole national guard with fucking guns and then they go around and they're finally pinned and it all started because tom hayden said you know if blood is going to fall let it fall over all over the city Mm-hmm. Um, or something along or, those yeah. lines, and then it's like the climax of these cops taking off their badges and their name tags, and they're about to—they corner all the protesters, and um, they like beat them up, and they're bleeding. And then Schultz is like, like, what's that? You know, is that the blood? Whatever he says something about blood, and then Hayden was just like our, like our blood, blood. And then Abby was like, oh, my God, you meant if our blood is going to fall, let it fall all over the city. So they weren't talking about killing cops. They were talking about they want to make a scene out of, you know, they want to put it of on display our, and make yeah. a demonstration of, of the violence against them. And I thought that whole sequence was just like super fucking well done. And... I don't know. That's the <laughs> Yeah, it was it was an intense moment. Fantastic. I think they
0: did that pretty well. Uh and there's always the kind of the internal conflict between Tom and Abby. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they end up in the same place, but they're really coming from like different places. And I think they handled that well. I was a little I don't know, uh suspicious uh, about some of the plot points like he got like tom gets arrested at some point in the film for he's taking the air out of a car but in the movie it's like oh he was actually doing it to like a person or, or what is his like buddies
1: like parents car or something i no, not know those the cops those were cops those were cop cars they were undercover cop cars yeah I thought he knew that car was someone else's car and he wanted to. No, no, no. So wh- he knew that those were cops and they were following them the whole time. And he said, those cops can't follow me to my girlfriend's parents' house. So Tom said, I'm going to okay. I'm gonna give him a flat so the cops can't follow you.
0: Okay. That makes sense. I think still it's, I think that's I, uh, why he did it. I don't know why I don't, why he wasn't
1: smarter about it and too like you know but um yeah i mean it just goes down to the question like it's
0: who who starts things it people on both sides like creep up in very violent and threatening uh manners and it's kind of both
1: sides fault and then yeah, the, the, a really cool part of the film too is seeing the ex-attorney general um, testify and the judge wouldn't let him testify in front of the fucking jury, which is crazy. Like, there's so much injustice in this film and that trial. Um, the judge was fucking, like... That's why I was wondering about, before we were talking a little bit, I wonder how much of the dialogue in the courtroom is literally taken off the From record. From the record. You know, like directly, because... That would be cool if it was all taken off the record. I'm sure know. a lot of it. They, um, yeah, they,
0: they probably did their homework, uh, and I think the judge yeah. was a dick. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> had like a statistic
1: at the end or whatever. Um, so yeah, I don't think a lot of people liked like Tim. But they had the ex attorney general like testify that the Justice Department already looked into these people and the protesters in Chicago, and they determined that the Chicago PD actually started the riots, and that was testified by the ex attorney general. And they didn't let the jury hear it, which is so fucked up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what, um, you know, you think about judges, like what, what is he gaining from things? Did he just not like the protesters? Did he not, did he pick a side? Or I mean, what are his motivations? Because you see some biased behavior. You're like that's it's a little biased, man. It's, <laughs> uh, what's what's really you know behind the
1: curtains, dude? They, he used the judge was so racist too, and just like so obstinate. Be like, why why can't he just represent you? And you're like, dude, how he has a right to? Like the judge is just horrible, man. Yeah, but I don't like, even know how you get in
0: that situation to begin with, like. I don't know how they started the, the trial. Maybe they started it at the very beginning and he had his lawyer or something and then his lawyer got sick or I don't know if he was never there in the first place. And they said, oh, we got one lawyer. That's your lawyer. Um, the only other ridiculous part in my that I saw...
1: Well, just before yeah. that, I, I just looked at Ramsey Clark, who is the ex-attorney general, and was barred by the judge from testifying before the jury. Before the jury. In real life, yeah. So it seems very <laughs> fucked up. Can't do that. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, when it's the judicial system doing that, you know, you're like, well, there's, we're, there's no more justice after that. It ends... You know, like yeah, you don't know if it's a systemic thing helpless. or if it's just like
0: one guy's personal views on a on a situation.
1: I think they showed that it was very systemic because they switched presidents. I believe is what happened, right?
0: Well, they they can. I mean, I think by the time the, the court isn't supposed to be influenced i mean i mean a judge is not like a republican or a democrat
1: or oh but if they yeah, just I mean, enforce the like law establishment judge though you could he was definitely siding with the prosecution the whole time he had already made his decision and that's what why it's so fucked up it's like you're not allowing someone why did it take so long, be, <laughs> it <took> so long <laughs> it was
0: like it went around for like six months i don't know if uh If you had a biased judge, like I would assume that it might, it might go on pretty, uh, a little bit quick, quicker. Uh, yeah. And then the whole contempt of court thing, uh, it would have been interesting to see how it played out. Cause I was like, if, if the charges you find out the charge, all these charges, they were eventually overturned, uh, of contempt. include well including those everything was appealed and dropped um but if everything stuck like that lawyer the not the shoals dude but the defendant's lawyer uh he would have had to go to prison for like 4 years for like 30 something or 20 something contempt cases of a uh, contempt of court So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, there, it, it was pretty remarkable. I think that was the the first of its kind where people are just, it's like kangaroo court kind of, if the judge is going to be uh, unreasonable, we're going to be unreasonable back. William Kunstler.
1: Kunstler. Yeah, yeah. So that's the defendant. Schultz is the other guy. Sorry. Yeah. I was misspeaking like many times during this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, I, yeah. I'm just reading this Bobby Seal shit too. On three days, Seal appeared in court bound and gagged before the jury <laughs> for three days, struggling to get free at times. And then Kunstler declared in open court that this is no longer a court of order, your honor. This is a medieval torture chamber. I think he said that in the film.
0: Something like that.
1: They, I mean, I think they responded pretty
0: quickly in the film. They, they like gagged them and then, They had like a minute of dialogue and then they talked to the judge and then I think he declared it a
1: mistrial. Oh my God, they still fucked him over, dude. Judge Hoffman convicted Seal on 16 charges of contempt and sentenced him to three months in prison on each count, a total of four years. He still went to prison for four years on contempt. Bobby Seal.
0: So because he wasn't involved in the original trial, he still went to... Court, or I mean, we still went to prison. No, the contempt sentence was reversed on appeal,
1: I think. Okay, no, they dismissed four of the contempt convictions, rem- remanding the other 12. Oh, they declined to prosecute, yeah, so that's good. But holy shit, but yeah, I was curious,
0: I was like, con- this like contempt of court, does that even mean anything? What does it even mean? Like, yeah, it seems like, like everybody's getting it. it, yeah, nobody really cares. <laughs> uh, it means.
1: Go out of prison. <laughs> like, Wasn't contempt? I feel like that happened in the crucible.
0: Yeah, I think it's a right? a long withstanding rule or regulation, or because you can't. I mean, you can't have a dude. You're in court. You just say like "fuck you" to the judge. Like, <laughs> like where, where, there's got to be a, a a deterrent to that. Yeah,
1: that reminds me. Have you seen like the Rick and Morty animation? Of that ridiculous court case. Which court case? It's like it wasn't. It's not a Rick and Morty episode. It was like they took a real transcript. A 100% real transcript of a court case. And then voice acted Rick and Morty over it.
0: No. I've heard some.
1: Oh, It's hilarious. I may have heard some other people.
0: Read out some things. Because there's been some famous ones. Uh, Judge Morty. State of Georgia versus Rick Allen. (laughs) so funny but did they change things in there
1: no it's ridiculous it's like crazy cool like the guy just starts yelling at the judge he's like you could suck my dick (laughs) (laughs) like that yeah because it's on youtube we can check it out yeah cool Uh, yeah you guys should check it out we'll put in a link somewhere um but yeah, did they uh, say contempt of court in there, or you're just saying? Like, I think so. I think <laughs> like, I had to.
0: You tell the judge that's my knee, like <laughs> that might
1: happen. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, overall, I don't, I can't tell you why I'm, I'm uh, drawn to these films, Quinn. You know, yeah. there's it's something about the historical accuracy, and like, I'm so, I mean, I'm was so much more drawn into this film than like any film I watched out of the ones in the Oscars. I was just like glued to the screen and it was awesome, you know. Not a moment. This was actually a film that I had like the least notes because I was just... You were in it. I was in it. I loved every second of it and I, you know, I actually liked the ending too or I didn't mind the ending. I didn't like... It didn't feel overly dramatic to me because I kind of also thought though that it was accurate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It just... I... (laughs)
1: Yeah. It does seem a little dramatic to add, you know. Um, Just felt like a Hollywood accurate.
0: movie. Like it was like this could it doesn't this didn't even need to happen in real life. Like that's that's like a Hollywood ending. Because uh, they're like mentioning they always keep mentioning the, the names of the soldiers and oh, what's going on with the names of the soldiers. And oh, it comes back at the very end. In a nice fashion. Uh, the only other ridiculous thing was the. Uh, when they're on the hill and the riots are like about to start, you have like the frat bros who are oh, like yeah. berating the woman with the flag. And just like, dumb, I, I don't know. It just seemed like a dumb scene. They're like, Go make me a sandwich. Put down the flag and make me a sandwich. <laughs> and then it, like the attempted rape scene, like that didn't. None of that shit happened. Um, that's...
1: Yeah, it seems like the, I mean, even as annoying Frap Brothers could be, I think anyone would be terribly afraid to start yelling that with a crowd of thousands of people and there's four of you and you're trying to like, you're, like, you're yelling in the middle of a crowd things. to like yell it.
0: Yeah, it was uh...
1: like, I think he they would get beat up pretty quick.
0: I don't know if they get beat up too. I just thought it was very simple it's like uh didn't seem very realistic to me just seemed like what a writer would write like yeah Yeah. this is what the frat bro is gonna do kept just harping on like making me a sandwich yeah um but i mean i don't think it was a bad movie um it was just you know not my cup of tea Rant. i know it's I think they always do a good job of introducing you to things and, and making it entertaining. Like it would be super cool to, uh, go to class and like learn about some, some of this stuff. And then, Oh, part of your homework is to watch this film. And then you would oh, talk yeah. about it.
1: Um, it would be good. I don't know. You know what I'm thinking about it? Like as a kid, we would do uh, national history day, like in middle school. Yeah. Like I did it three years and, um, I I mean you spend literally your whole like year like writing a paper and then like making a documentary or making a website or perfecting the paper or doing acting with it and like so I you know I really enjoyed researching stuff and it gives me maybe that ta- that taste back of learning about something that's really cool and and is dramatized so um Always very interesting. But I like documentaries as well. Um, you know, that stuff's just it's just interesting yeah. to me. But um, yeah, so I think it's that time, Quinn. It's that time. My only other fun fact was that uh before we
0: get into it, uh Tom Hayden was married to Jane Fonda. Which was uh
1: who's Jane Fonda? Uh
0: she was um she was famous during the the Vietnam War because I think she was very anti-war. And the only thing I know her from, and I've heard a lot of old people uh, talk about her, is she is a celebrity and went like over to Vietnam and was like photographed uh, with, I guess, the North Vietnamese, like hanging out in the middle of the war. So she got a lot of hate. Like that's you're taking pictures with the enemy. Like, <laughs> like <from> your, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> uh, So she's,
1: she's been called
0: uh, a traitor on numerous occasions. Yeah.
1: But yeah. um. The, yeah. The only other you just made me think of that is like, it was crazy that they had an undercover FBI like dating. Oh yeah. That guy. I didn't I look at like, oh, that.
0: But that's fuck.
1: And they had multiple people that, like, I was like, "Wait, are they?" At first, I thought that they were helping the uh, Chicago Seven. Yeah, like, they, they were like, were, like with it. Like, the, yeah, they had like with
0: people them. in a network. Like, oh, this guy's on the inside; he can
1: help like, you. He's like, truly in the inside. Yeah, but no, no they're they all were FBI. <laughs> <laughs> undercover, <laughs> like or like chief of police, like sergeants, and it's like crazy. And you're like, "Dang, how could you?" Like. I don't know.
0: Yeah, and then you got it. you're in the courtroom and you see that woman that you were flirting with. Like, oh (laughs) jeez. That's 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 heavy, man.
1: Yeah. That's a doozy. It's
0: a doozy grant. All right, the Gene Q patented review where we decide whether the true rating of the trial of the Chicago seven is over or under the IMDB rating. And we are sitting at it seven point eight. With 137,000 votes. Wow, the power of Netflix.
1: Wow, that is pretty high. That's, yeah. I think that's higher than The Father, right?
0: Oh, yeah, by far.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I think you guys already know what I'm saying. I I really like this film. I would watch it again. I would recommend it to people. Um, I'm definitely going to... I think my parents would really enjoy it. Um, but I would watch it again. It was like Spotlight. It was two hours and ten minutes, but it didn't feel like that. And... You know, for me, rewatchability really relies on on dialogue, and I thought the dialogue was rock solid. So, not a um, surprise and, twist at the end. Whoa,
0: <laughs> she was dead the whole time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nothing like that. But you know, uh, the dialogue's witty enough too and deep enough that I think you would catch things on the second watch. I think um, so. Yeah, there's some exchanges that are pretty packed. Yeah, it's a quick. There's a lot of scenes that are quick that would be cool to watch on a You know, you pick up different things.
0: Yeah, I am gonna go under. It's
1: just womp
0: womp womp womp. I set. I mean, maybe I. If it was a seven, I might have been over, but seven point eight is is getting up there, and I. That's don't, higher than I thought. Yeah, same. I don't think it actually. Did it win anything? Uh, I don't. Think no, I didn't so. see it. I don't think I it was nominated it was... for
1: much. Just the best picture.
0: Oh, best six nominations. Supporting actor.
1: But, but listen to this. You know, the what? reason why we do IMDb is because it's the people's it's rating. That's right. It's not the Nomad Land is a seven, seven, five. You know, why the fuck is this winning best pitcher? Like, it wasn't that fucking good. Best pitcher? Best picture of the father was,
0: 20. Like, That's how you'll remember it.
1: Didn't you put you put Chicago over Nomad Land?
0: I grouped no? them. I, I didn't go into too much detail. I said Chicago, Nomad Land, and Minari are all tied for second place. But I would probably Ah, it's tough. That's why I tied them. There's certain wow. parts I liked about both of them. Wow! But best picture, best picture, Jeez. best
1: picture.
0: Hi right, Grant, what what's what are we doing next week?
1: Next week we are actually going to continue this a little bit, so we can uh, kind of finish up. We're going to do one more week, I think, of uh, Oscar watching. Um, we have two films that are our um, options. One is Sound of Metal, which actually did win Best Sound. <laughs> That's right. Very fitting. And, very fitting. And um, the other one, well, let me read this to you. This is about um, a heavy metal drummer's life is thrown into free fall when he begins to lose his hearing. And the other one is Promising Young Woman, which I believe is about... Um, a, a rape victim um it's a black comedy thriller interesting um that is that is a black comedy but it stars carrie mulligan as a woman seeking to avenge the death of her best friend oh of her best friend who was a uh, rape victim it also stars bo burnham which is one of the reasons why um i think it would be fun to watch uh quinn and i are both avid fans of bo burnham he's probably my favorite uh comedian if you can even call him that and i think it's because he's so unusual it's you can't if you like bo burnham you want to watch more and you've seen all of his specials you're kind of out of luck (laughs) like this he's unique no one else does what he does yeah gets a lot of love um so i think we're gonna do heads is gonna be um sound of metal okay and we'll do promising young woman is tails Flip it, makes a little sound. Heads. Sound of, sound head, of heads. metal.
0: I win again. <laughs> maybe we'll watch it on our own. Uh, and, you know, have a super quick GQ review, you know, just to end uh, and the, the best pictures. Then there'll be an angry comment. Well, you didn't watch all the best pictures. How can you? How can you? Have, Make a Make judgment for
1: judgment, yeah. Um, cool, sound metal. Um, I. What else? Yeah, it's, it's it really only tells it. It's just a, he's a guy who's a drummer and he's losing his uh, hearing. Best um, sound. Best sound. One best sound. Uh, we'll have to. Is, we'll see if we agree with that next week. <laughs> it's on Amazon, I think so. You can watch it if you guys have Amazon. Cool. That's all I got. Anything else, Quinn? No, I think I said the word performist for Bo Burnham, and I don't
0: think that's a word. He's a performer. He's a performer. uh, And a good one at that. So that's it for me.
1: Great one. Great one at that. Um, Yeah, thank you all for listening. Um, You know, uh, this is the doubleheader this week. Um, So if you listen to both in a row, you know, props to you email us, let us know because we have a little, uh, prize for you or award. We'll figure something. Yeah, out. we have a prize. We'll, we'll mention you in podcasts. And, That's you know, not the prize. It's better than okay. that. It's better than that. <laughs> so thank you all for listening. Um, Next week, we are doing Sound of Metal. In the meantime, please email us feedback at GQ Review for anything. Did you agree with the Oscar nominations? Do you think Nomadland was the best picture of 2020? If you did, stop you listening to podcast the podcast now. <laughs> you don't get the facts. Um, you can also follow our social media at GQ Review. That is our Instagram and our Twitter. Slide into our DMs. Slide into our DMs, please. Like our posts, follow our accounts. Until then, we will see you next week with the Summit Medal. Thank you all. Peace. Peace.